It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Steelers wrap up the regular season. Right here on ESPN 92.3 next Sunday, 12 noon. Our coverage starts as the Steelers take on the Browns. They have to win to have a chance to get in the playoffs. We'll have all the action right here on your home for the Steelers, ESPN 92.3, the Valley Sports Leader. 419, time to be joined now on the SECV hotline from John Barchard from BleedingGreenNation.com, BGN Radio, 97.5, the Fanatic. The Steelers are still alive. Such is not the case for the Philadelphia Eagles, John. Turn off the lights. The party's, party's over. over. Yes, and, and probably a lot of people are relieved. I'm, I'm relieved. I needed a little break from this craziness of all the kind of up and down, <laughs> the heart attacks, the constant back and forth of Chip Kelly's moves. I think we all just need a break from this, especially the Eagles organization, because they got a busy offseason ahead of them. There's got to be a lot of decisions made. There's got to be – I'm not even going to call them tweaks. People are saying overhauls, but – this team needs to get better, and uh, it's. I think it's most importantly that uh, they lose against the Giants. They have to lose against the Giants. This is a battle of who's going to pick out of the you know the bigger talent pool now, because the Giants could finish just like the Eagles, anywhere from picking eighth to seventeenth. So there's sixteen teams in there that are you know right around that five and nine or six and eight mark, six and nine mark. Um, and they need to be, you know, above that group. They need to be able to pick out of the top 15, especially because they're missing that second-round pick from the Sam Bradford trade. Um, they absolutely need talent on either side. It doesn't really matter because you can make an argument right now, maybe besides running back or safety, that they, these, they need to have an impact player on one of the sides of the ball. Um, if I had my choice right now, I'd say, I'd say offense, and I wouldn't be upset if they, they plugged in again and totally Detroit did the Detroit Lions draft a, Another wide receiver in the first round type of deal here, Hoss. 
from a defensive side, you talked about the secondary, and obviously that's the problem. Uh, Fletcher Cox, obviously the strong man of that defensive unit. Another great game against the Washington Redskins uh, in a losing effort, obviously. Uh, but the interior linebackers from the Eagles just played a miserable game. I mean, people were mixed, missing tackles, just an unbelievable thing. Kiko Alonso, uh, just everybody just sort of smelled it up. Well, and they say, and Malcolm Jenkins confirmed kind of like what we've been saying for the past couple of weeks, and it's just, you know, uh, Jordan Hicks made a huge impact for that not being there. He's a guy that could yeah. cover, he's a guy mm-hmm. that could play the run really well. Um, him and uh, D'Amico Ryan's, you know, we're able to kind of trade that, trade that off and have two of those really smart guys on the field as well. Um, that's what controlled a lot of that. I don't know what Kiko Alonso's deal is. I, I really don't. I, it is, there is no flash of him being like he was in the Buff- with the Buffalo Bills. There's, you know, he, I, feel, I still feel like he's playing on one leg. I still like think he needs to eat about 50 steaks to kind of gain about 10 or 15 pounds. Like, there's a lot of things that are missing there. Uh, his coverage skills that um, looked great and Chad showed promise, uh, just aren't there one-on-one. Uh, can't cover running backs, can't cover tight ends. Jordan Reed abused him. So, um, and the same with Michael Kendricks. We're to the point now where we really can't say that either, especially with the tackling. The instincts might still be there. He's around the ball a lot, but it's just not there. His first year into this extension kind of, I don't want to call it a mistake, but it's definitely not producing any type of major results here. He's kind of had that up and down season. A lot of, you know, you can say that about a lot of players here. Um, and a lot of people are going to focus on the defense and say, well, yeah, you can't get blown out like this. You can't give up 30-plus points. You can't keep doing these things. But uh, really, I mean, the, the, the biggest problem with the defense is the offense not being able to score points. So they, that's where, again, the attention is at for me. I know that there's you're going to hear a lot about Byron Maxwell in the secondary, and they, you can't allow to do all these certain things. Um, but if they're not putting up points, it doesn't matter. They're on the field more. They're, that wasn't an illusion that this was a top 10, top 5 defensive unit in those first, you know, six, seven weeks that were coming in here. I, I still believe that there's enough talent on this defense. And that's one of the things you're going to hear a lot too, is Billy Davis going to keep his job here? Um, that, you know, I think it's hard for people to swallow that, you know, that it's not on him. So, and that, you know, you're going to be searching. You're going to be hearing a lot of defensive coordinator talk. You're going to. I here's what I know, Hoss. Let's just get into the meat of this thing. Okay. There's a lot of things on the table right now, and I've heard this from not just one or two or three or four people. Everybody has told me that there is going to be a long process this off season, and there's going to be a bunch of decisions to be made. Chip Kelly is one of those things that's on the table. You know, Billy Davis is one of those things on the table. I don't think Jeffrey Lurie's going to rush this thing even though I think that's a mistake, they have to make a decision now of, of are they going to continue and let this guy rebuild, which I think they should. And I think it would be a mistake if they, they you know, had fired Chip Kelly uh, this offseason. But there's going to be heads that are going to roll. I think, Bob, you know, Bob Bignell, the wide receivers coach, is definitely going to be one of them. It's probably going to be Billy Davis or Pat Shermer or somebody. Somebody's going to have to be accountable for this. And uh, I, in the end, I don't think it's going to be Chip, but there's going to be, even with players, even with things, you know, guys that we have questioned, uh, oh, yeah, he'll definitely stay here. Maybe not so much, you know, like literally everything is on the table. So I'm very curious to see how this goes, first of all. And second of all, there's, I, I would just tell every Eagles fan to be prepared for more drama. This is not going to end 
nicely, and it's not going to end fun, and there's probably going to be some more fan favorites that aren't around here anymore. Well, that's what the Philadelphia faithful needs is more drama. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, You keep Sam Bradford. I really believe you should keep him. There's a number of reasons. A, he started to get get the hang of that offense as he went through, and you can't hang that much on Sam Bradford simply because, like you talked about, uh, the wide receivers certainly didn't help his progress. No, um, and that's, uh, you know, again, you go back, which is so weird because it's like, you know, the, the, in the preseason, we had all said, hey, at least it's not the St. Louis Rams. They don't have weapons. <laughs> and then the season started and nobody can catch a ball. I mean, they're top five and drops. So mm-hmm. when Jordan Matthews and Zach Ertz are really your only two main targets and they're still not that X factor, I think that's a problem. Um, and, and you're right. Like, I think it would be completely idiotic for them to just let Sam Bradford walk out in the door into free agency. Whether people want to believe it or not, there's going to be a huge market for him. Um, you know, Houston will come knocking on the door. Cleveland will come knocking on the door. Uh, who knows? Maybe Jeff Fisher gets crazy. And, like, why? Why? what stops them from having the second-round pick and getting Sam Bradford back? Right. That's an ultimate deal, right? Like, dude, okay, he's still healthy. Let's try it out again. They'll draft another quarterback, too. Like, there's going to be an 18 to $20 million per year market for Sam Bradford. That's what I expect him to get. And I know people are kind of shocked by that value, but that's that's what it is. I think he's, you know, he's obviously shown that he can probably be better than Ryan Tannehill, and he's making nineteen million dollars a year, probably right, you know, right on the line with Alex Smith this year. So, I mean, that's that's what I expect. Um, and they have to do that because if Sam Bradford leaves, then then the team's even worse. And I know that's that's kind of a has been a crazy thought because of the up and down play of the offense, but that that's the truth. He has shown. Some of that consistency in games there, I think it's a good idea to bring him in. It's a starting quarterback, and that's why I still think the second-round pick isn't that bad of a deal because if you're telling me that you can get a a starting quarterback in the second round of this draft, I think you're crazy. I think everybody in this draft needs to sit for a year. So what they need to do is, again, you know, keep keep Bradford on here. Uh, You've seen guys like Alex Smith with a consistent offensive coordinator put up these numbers. You've seen, you know, Carson Palmer do the same thing. I'm really not comparing as far as their play, but just the consistency of having a guy in there learning the offense. It always helps that you need that continuity um, to come into this next season. Like you can't, you can't have Mark Sanchez, a rookie, and Thad Lewis kind of rock and roll and say that's ultimately the better deal here. Um, they're they're going to have to draft somebody behind them in any round. They have to take a quarterback this year, but they also desperately need Sam Bradford to be competitive. Well, you talked uh, when we first started about where you'd put that first-round pick uh, as far as offense or defense, and I tend to agree with you. You need to find that running back or the wideout, depending on who's there and where you are in the draft, because the secondary, as far as the Eagles are concerned, I think there's a deeper class of secondary in the college football draft than there is offensive weapons. For, uh, for sure, and mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that's kind of it's it's kind of a down year for what they need offensively, which is, which kind of thinks, except for maybe wide receiver, who, who I think there's a, there's a lot of good guys in this class. Again, we're getting kind of spoiled here three years in a row, All right. but you're right. As far as like that goes, offensive line is, is going to be very minimal here. As far as like this guy's guaranteed, I think you have Stanley. I think you have you know, the kid from old miss. And I think that's pretty much it as far as the first round goes. And again, it just kind of goes back to the importance of why they need to lose this week. They need to be six and 10. There is no reason Absolutely no reason, especially with a split locker room, which has been kind of reported everywhere. You know, you go to our own Tim McManus 
uh, over at 97.5 The Fanatic and over at Birds 24-7 for Philly Mag and said that he had talked to one guy and said the locker room's great, and the other one said it was really weird in here, and it's got a weird feel. So a win is not going to bring this team closer together. A win is with with an offseason that's going to be coming, with the changes that are going to be you know here to be made, there is no reason to win this football game. You have to have that higher. You have to have the optionality of of drafting you know that high because a guy like Miles Jack from UCLA, an outside linebacker who could be great in in this type of system, who they absolutely need as a closer, that's in his range. That's that's in that eighteen to fifteen range there. So um, depending on that, if he's on the board, if there's an offensive, if one of those two offensive linemen drop. If they're, you know, uh, a guy like Treadwell or a guy like uh, the, the kid from, uh, I'm totally blank from Baylor, whose name I'm totally blanking on right now, who's been a, oh, Corey Coleman, excuse mm-hmm. me, the wide receiver out of there. So those give you that optionality there. Anything after that, now it starts to get a little dicey. Now you're back in reach range, which, they, which they've been for for the past couple of years. And that's what gives you Marcus Smith. And I hate to say it, and I, I'm not calling him a bust. I'm not calling him anything. But he hasn't been an impact this year, and that's how you end up with Nelson Aguilar. There's guys that you have to have difference makers. So they have no difference makers on offense, and they have no difference makers as far as pass rushers. So those are the two things that I would attack in the first round. Um, but I'm really open to anything that kind of falls in the, in and around there. Um, uh, the best the best player available, and I know that's a useless term because everybody fits in some scheme one way or the other, but. That's that's what they have to do, and um, you can make an argument for pretty much anybody. Well, to eliminate the drama for Philadelphia fans, uh, the best way to do that is to escape to the movies, and I know that's what you did this afternoon. Uh, you went to see Star Wars, The Force Awakens. Uh, what do you think? We took the whole, the whole family win. In fact, my parents are uh, in the car here with me. We're driving back as we speak. It was fantastic. It was uh, it was awesome. I thought that was uh, that was the best kind of. Uh, way to kind of you know put you put the two series together. Now they can kind of do their own thing. JJ Abrams, thank you for giving me my childhood back and erasing those awful awful prequels. <laughs> yeah, there was no no even no reference to Jar Jar Binks, and that's not a spoiler. Uh, my daughter and I went to see it, and uh, you know we were talking on Facebook afterwards. You know, and some people were chiming in. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. Which we weren't going to. But my daughter, of course, chimed in. Being a, a smart aleck, I don't know where she gets it, but she did say nobody expected to see the T Rex in that movie. <laughs> and oh, b- believe funny. believe it or not, nice. one person got mad. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Yeah, why didn't you tell me that Spock was in this? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Ixnay on the Oxbay. All right, John. Hope you have a great new year, and we'll we'll talk again. We'll put an exclamation point on the Seagull season next Monday, John. Thanks so much. That sounds great, Oz. Happy New Year. Okay, you too. John Barcher joining us on the SECV hotline here on ESPN 92.3, the Valley Sports Leader.